what's what's good with you, Big Bopper? What are you thinking about? I'm what's trying the, to wrap my house? I'm trying to wrap my head around fucking this deep fried Oreos stout that is in the chat. Oh, that was and a beer. Okay. Yeah, it's a fucking beer. First of all, I think it would. I think we're on a more downward slope if what we are looking at is a cylinder can of deep fried Oreos. I mean, forget so, about the rise of fascism across the world. This is a bigger <laughs> problem. This is definitely a bigger problem. If there is actually a can of deep fried Oreos, but it's not, thank God. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, I just saw it like on the chat here and I was just like, oh my God. But, um, yeah, what I mean, like, what else are the tasting notes other than like Oreos and beer. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what, what exactly point? are the are the notes supposed to be other than like chocolate? You're really gonna sit there and tell me there's there's tannins of of fry oil and uh, funnel cake. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's fried xanthan gum. <laughs> God very, damn it! Very uh, the notes of, of yellow number five and uh, uh, <laughs> slight <laughs> slight taste of I'm preservatives. Uh, I uh, okay, I, Google stop. I've been a I've been obsessed with uh looking at uh what uh ingredients uh involve yellow number five and other dyes lately the last two weeks i have been obsessed you've been obsessed yeah and it was just because um i realized mo- uh, i'm a big pickle this fan is your new and- thing now well no i'm a big i'm a big pickle <laughs> fan or pickled things and uh i've you noticed really just are, like true. you know a lot of fucking crazy um just yellow five and a lot of your classic pickle things uh so yeah just oh, tripping no. out a lot and naturally, the yellow five is the one that supposedly shrinks the testes that were, was in Mountain Dew back in the day. So, oh dear, oh dear. Well, that's mm-hmm. disconcerting to hear. Yes, it is. It's I more guess concerning I about this. that crate I had on the way. I'm actually more concerned about this whole fried Oreo beer. I'm still just <laughs> just fucking st- taken away by this. But anyway, that kind of does confound the senses, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does, but it's 2020. All the rules are out here. Um, so but look at you. You're, you're a big checking. boy, and you got yourself a fucking focus right on the way. Christian, we we got ourselves uh, more of a st- kind of studio remotely what we're going to be doing. It'll be fine. It'll We'll work it out, and hopefully <laughs> we'll Levi can work out the, we'll the just, new... We'll uh, head on down the road. We'll continue on, and we'll press yeah. forward, and nothing's going to change. We'll just we'll never look back. Keep that forward <laughs> momentum. Just rolling down the road. Uh, yeah, uh, so I bought I, I bought an equalizer Sorry, today. Sorry, you started it. I, I bought I bought an equalizer today. Uh, and Christian guided me along, and uh, ultimately, in the next like week, we'll have a uh, week or two. We'll have um, myself with like a better mic setup, where it actually will. I mean, expedite the the editing process and hopefully clean it up a little bit too. And then also take away that whole factor of oh fuck, we got to redo somebody's like. V- your full part in the podcast, <laughs> which you've had to do before. Yeah, we don't want to have to go through any of that fucking nonsense again. Uh, by the way, uh, since uh, we haven't started yet completely, uh, you you know about it, but you got to come by, and, uh, switch out the the SD cards, but also uh, get your Locust coffee oh, after uh, you grab that uh, uh, SD card. Oh yeah, that's right. Absolutely, I'm I'm interested to try that. Their their little venture into to coffee they're not the first band to do that though didn't converge have coffee i know i got you a converge coffee mug but death wish had coffee didn't they? no you got me a death wish coffee i mug. got you a death wish mug that was it okay. honestly i like just the death wish one uh but uh yeah uh no i honestly um as far as coffees go i know a lot of bands have had like gimmicky kind of coffees i know like a lot of metal bands have had like random uh like double double caffeine fucking black like i but um this is probably the least gimmicky one i've uh come across but also um heartwork coffee is just an amazing uh company out of uh socal already um so i would just i mean i mean 
I, I support the company already. On top of that, they fucking press out uh, hardcore and metal bands for, you know, selling their beans, which is a pretty good marketing scheme. So, yeah, yep, fucking yep. good on them for doing that for sure. But honestly, uh, the, uh, so yeah, uh, so everybody out there knows uh, <laughs> the Locust uh, did a collaboration with Heartwork Coffee out of uh, uh, I believe it's like Costa Mesa or something like that. But um, they, uh, the, the it's like a Guatemalan blend with something else uh but fuck the notes are like super chocolatey and stuff and uh i busted into it immediately i bought five pounds one for christian one for myself i vacuum sealed one for like the locust merch that i collect and stuff <laughs> and uh i'll be slamming that but Fucking it's good dork dude it's good it's good coffee but it's just like i i really like this like uh um marketing where it's like you're not paying any extra it's just a nice lovely collaboration both people are involved everybody benefits and everything and i mean fuck that that coffee sold out within 20 like sold out pretty fast and i mean if it was just without the locust name it probably didn't sell out that fast you know so it's just cool how that all works you know marketing's great a sellout (laughs) oh yeah but uh, apparently it seems like uh from the yeah from like their their mission thing their mission statement uh they uh definitely like are tight with each other for the last 20 years uh on top of that i'm pretty sure they found extra pound bags so if anybody still wants like that locust coffee it's still like available on the website right now because they just added like more pounds you know the classic uh oh hey we just found 10 extra copies of our vinyl it's like did you did you really just find 10 extra copies of the vinyl? <laughs> like, I really that hate what, that. Just say that you had some happened? overstock copies or, you, you know, whatever. Christian, turns out I sell weed. I found five extra eighths that I didn't know about. Oh, what, wow, do you know about? <laughs> what do you know? What do you, <laughs> what do you know? Isn't that, isn't that crazy, dude? I didn't track five You silly goose. Had, so. <laughs> Clum, clumsy <laughs> Levi. Hey everybody, welcome to the 54th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are determined in part by our Patreon supporters, so if you want to get some exclusive benefits, you can go check that out as well. And I think we're ready to get started here. We've got six more sick underground bands for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Torrential Downpour. Torrential Downpour are a progressive metal quartet from Haworth, New Jersey, featuring Jason Sherman of Dead Empires and Circuit of Sons. I actually get the feeling there's a lot more crossover between those three acts, but I couldn't really confirm that. Mm-hmm. And they just dropped their new album, 202020, on October 23rd, which is their first studio album in over six years, uh, which was actually recorded, mixed, and mastered by Kevin Antaresian of the Dillinger Escape Plan at Backroom Studios in Rockaway, New Jersey. Hey, hey. Indeed. Uh, Kevin has actually engineered all three of their full lengths, and if you are interested in recording with Kevin or any of the other fine engineers at Backroom Studios, MathCore Index can actually help you get a discount on your recording rate, so drop us a line if you'd like a referral. Man, still running that discount. Gotta love it. You know, I've kind of been neglecting to mention that, but it's, it's there. So, yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. MathCoreIndex at gmail.com. It's still a thing. I love that it's the best marketing. I failed to mention it, but guess what? Still there. Still a thing. Enjoy. Do your do your do yourself a favor. Go go take care of that. Uh, no, we've not been doing our due diligence uh, by not mentioning that every episode. 
<sighs> but I, I plan to amend that since we we seem to be talking about Kevin like constantly. So definitely that's worth the best. That, that's <laughs> the best lack of marketing. It's like, no, nah, hey, don't worry. I've been saying it, but hey, it's been it's still it's still around. Don't worry, it's all good. Uh, welcome to our Ramshackle podcast. <laughs> we don't take the actual only serious endorsement we've ever gotten from anyone of any legitimacy. <laughs> you need to give us credit. We've been doing this for almost four years, so just please relax. <laughs> and we still haven't gotten our shit together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we actually just recently premiered a music video, well, a live session video for their, the first single off this album, which is called A Perceptive Mass, which is a fucking banger. And, and basically, Oh my god, dude. Dude, you got you got to be hooked after just seeing that video. Just you that song be. alone is enough yep. to draw you in for sure. It, it's like really technical and progressive metal with tons of vocal effects and electronic ambience, uh, the latter of which being more prevalent kind of in their older work. Mm -hmm. um, but you can almost describe this as post-metal given like the sheer atmospheric textures and um, some of the parts could also certainly be described as mathcore as well. Absolutely, uh, man. The vocals uh, are are just top notch. Um, they have this uh, really, um, at times gravelly, and then at other times like phlegmy, almost uh, reminiscent of like a kind of a cattle decapitation kind of style. Uh, you can really tell this gentleman uh, really uh, has fun with the vocals, um, and just because he has such a range. Um, in the disgusting uh, <laughs> areas that he touches. Um, man, and he actually, they, he handles both vocal and synth duties, too. Uh, electronic really? duties, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. so he actually who, does that in every, born, every band with which we've seen him perform. So this is the Dead Empire's individual, correct? Yeah, exactly. But on this That's, album, you are right. He is just absolutely fucking unhinged. Really separates, uh, I mean, for being the same individual, really separates himself in this group versus Dead Empires uh, for that. Uh, but man, um, the there there's some beautiful piano work, really heavy grooves throughout the throughout the album. A little bit of that gent. I know you don't like that word, but like there's that little bit of that in there. That low end uh, for sure is there. Yeah, uh, I mean, the track that really grabbed me was uh, the Primal Wound for that for just the yes. piano uh, going in there. That song There's... fucking kills. Man. Um... It takes a little while to develop, but once they go through that sort of the motion of that melodic buildup, it just really has a nice crescendo and then a chunky-ass groove that comes out of mm -hmm. it and it just like, is relentless from then on out. Uh, I sometimes use my wife as like a, a tester, and this was one where I was like, uh, it, it was so um, not in the math core side uh you know what what she's used to me listening to you know uh like a la dillinger or something like that mm -hmm. so this is way I more expansive for sure so i shoved this in her ears i was like hey you know this this is metal but check it out and she went for the ride man she actually kind of didn't want to let the yeah, the ear the earbud out of her ears you know um she really enjoyed uh just where it was going and uh all in all i feel like this album uh, when you do give it a listen from track one to the end, every track is really kind of taking you on a journey and you really yes. can't be judgmental about it because it's going to go somewhere else as soon as you start deciding that you don't or do like it, you know? Um, <laughs> Surely it takes you in all sorts of different directions. I And, and the thing is, um, and it's not like, 
uh, it's not too butt rocky where it's like I'm like I'm listening to it and I'm like you're just kind of doing like a self jerk off thing here like you're just riding your own voice um, you know just kind of belting it out uh, I just felt it was a nice balance of uh, heavy vocals singy vocals uh, little jazzy parts just this, the pianos everything was amazing man uh, really well balanced album all in all yeah. and, and and for the length the length of the songs um I appreciate Which are incredibly lengthy at times. I mean, they can be as long as 13 minutes on some of their older stuff. Exactly. So I appreciate them kind of, I guess, kind of tightening it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but also the length, I mean, the, the, the number of tracks on the album too. Once again, love that digestibility, right? You know, want to pump through that whole thing within 30 to 40 minutes and enjoy the album and move on. Uh, and, uh, this is one that I really enjoyed. Um, for that reason uh i felt like i felt i took like a two-hour car ride and it was just the end of the album it was like like 40 minutes i was like oh shit okay fucking game on <laughs> yeah I, I do not get bored with the directions that they take me yeah uh, there is just i mean what nothing i really enjoy about this album is the mixing like the mix is insane on this album everything sounds fucking enormous um like the, the the bass signal in particular is really really thick. The guitars are in your face, and they almost achieve this like demented kind of LSD circus vibe at times. You know, it's like really um, almost overwhelming to the senses. Mm-hmm. It's like that wall of sound at some points where the drums and the electronics are all just swirling around you, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's like it's like being overstimulated in like a really great way. Yep, well said. It, it's kind of harder to peg their influences, but I did hear a lot of car bomb shining through in like their musical vernacular. They also borrow a lot of melodicism, I feel, from BT Bam. Additionally, the way they just write these ambitious, sweeping, eight-minute fucking compositions that are exploring such a large spectrum of feelings and soundscapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just truly a roller coaster, a ride, as you would say, and you were just you're along for that ride. So, in the truest and most classical sense, you're just at the mercy of the artist here. And that's one of the reasons I like extreme music so much is I just like being on, I like being taken on that ride and just submitting myself to the flow of the music in an effort to absorb and retain as much of the complexity as I can on that first pass. They've just kind of, they've done like motion picture soundtracks and like albums of all ambient work. So if you look at all of that in the context, all in context rather, the electronic parts start to make a lot more sense too. Mm-hmm. Like they don't feel like they're just an afterthought placed there to just like increase track length. I, I I do like that he brings that to each band that he comes to. It's like it's like if I'm coming, my keyboard's coming too. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> it's like Yeah, and he's he's you're right. He's brought that that same stylistic contribution to every band that he's been in. And I think this is his best work for sure. Like yep. far more polished and less shaky than the Dead Empire performances. Um I gotta say, his performances on the Circuit of Suns stuff, I did enjoy greatly. But yeah, this oh, is this is certainly homies, his, his best work for sure. Circuit of Suns was one I drilled on you back in the day. Uh, fucking yeah. X members of My Bitter End and uh, Through the Eyes of the Dead. That one is a that is a that is a pedigree right there, man. You gotta you got a lot of guys in Circuit of the Suns. But anyways, we'll, we'll we'll go away from that. But um, one more thing I want to say: Torrential Downpour. Well done on you calling out that name and getting that one because that should have already been taken years ago as a metal band. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> like the name. It's like. Is this is this the weather report or is it a band? How <laughs> dare it! <laughs> um, yeah, I have very little else to say that's negative about this. Like it was very it. very hard. <laughs> that was it basically. Like, I, I had a really hard time identifying something that I didn't absolutely love about this record. Sometimes though, they can be a bit 
too long-winded. There's Sometimes there's just far too many ideas maybe packed into one song. Like, it can take as much as 10 minutes in older stuff to get to the actual musical, non-ambient electronic portion. But as, as you were saying, I think they've dialed that part in and perfected its use on this release. And now I'm not usually bored at all with the ride on which they're taking me, despite the length of the tracks. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I did like Primal Wound quite a bit. Track three, I think that might have been my favorite track. Or my second favorite, maybe. Uh, although it does take a little while to develop. Track one again, A Perceptive Mass, which just immediately bowls you over. We're talking about how good that one is. Oh, it just it hooks you right in, man. I yeah, mean, monster you know, vocals, got my attention. Yep. stabbing, ear-piercing guitar, you know, effect-laden guitars, really nice uh, keys on the bridge too. I think you were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. I liked Insufferable again. Those kind of like deranged circus vibes coming through there. Um, oh man, there is definitely that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I had that in my notes too. That uh, there's a, a kind of overwhelming, like um, haunting y circusy vibe there. Yeah, that well. was the one in particular that I was really feeling my senses being overwhelmed by just the the mix. I yep. think actually, old familiar though was my favorite track on the album, where the vocal performances are at their most arranged, massive thumping bass tones, claustrophobic guitars, and electronics just pounding you into the fucking ground. Even that that instrumental, you know, track five, Incognition, might be an instrumental, but holy shit, like, is it a good one? And, like, I'm not even mad they closed the album out that way because it's really expansive and it's interspersed with some nice uh, and impressive use of electronics, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got anything else you want to add, Levi? That's it, man. Perfect. So I think we should give them a, a perceptive mass. I think that's the most, I mean, even though it's like eight minutes, it is like the session video and it's pretty goddamn catchy. So, Oh, I mean, if you guys, I mean, if for, for any of you listening, if you're skipping around in this album, you're doing it wrong. So definitely just start from the start from the beginning and just ride through it. It's not too long. So yeah, stick with it, champ. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and play for you a perceptive mass, which is track one from torrential downpours, new full length album, 202020. And that came out on October 23rd. Here we go.
Sort of recalling, uh, this just came to me while we were listening, kind of recalling Follow the White Rabbit for me. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, good call. I think maybe it's due to the keys and the singing. There's a lot going on there. Let's all just yeah. start naming things that it reminds us of. Holy shit. There is a lot of different fucking trails there. Truly. There's a lot to unpack with this album for sure. It most recalls Circuit of Suns to be completely honest. Like that's why I'm so curious as to whether there's more But it's um, but more it's crop. not the, it's not though. Circuit of Suns is like a little more different like gentius chunkiness and that's then true. the the vocals are like yeah, he has fun with those fucking vocals, man. He's all over the place. Well, with he does miss album too. Like he's like he's like yeah. He does that weird thing. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> like like the Headfield. I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. shit. He doesn't more in the last like Circuit of Suns release. That the, the first the first the first one they the first full length they put out was amazing. This last one was a, a lot more in the vocals where I had to like had to take a breather yeah, man, i really I mean, appreciate I, what these guys are doing it's it, it is really fucking unique it's it's hard to peg you know who they're where they're really like drawing from primarily <laughs> but i i mean that's great right but uh man just how dare you try to skip any fucking track on this album it is like because as soon as you're like i don't know you're like up 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 hold up hold up just wait and then it it fucking goes it, it changes always you know mm. yeah anywho all right, so that was A Perceptive Mass, which is track one from Torrential Downpour's new full-length album, 202020, which they released on October 23rd. So next, we're going to talk about Focus Rights. Focus Rights are a mathcore noise grind duo from Ukraine, featuring Ivan of Dumai and Dimitri of Saimugan Hautai, and both of which play together in the project Mortbound, which we discussed last podcast or on a recent podcast that is is folks rights just those two individuals then that's correct so they've got cool. another project where it's just the two of them together <laughs> yeah yeah um i i ultimately why i asked that is because it does give me that cyber grindy feel so i just had to ask that right off the bat like this has to be only one or two people involved right with this. right yeah. okay. it's because the okay. drums are programmed for sure yeah yeah continue on i sorry i had to just absolutely no check. totally um definitely worth pointing out it's a two-piece the drums are programmed Ivan handles all the vocal duties. Dimitri handles all the guitars and drums and production, presumably. And uh, this is very similar to Mortbound, aesthetically speaking, but just with a lot more emphasis on absurdity, humor, <laughs> noise, and at times I suspect just straight up improvisation. With the last track on this record seemingly so with those wonky funk chords and arrhythmic drums. Man, they uh, they had some fun with this one for sure. Yeah, I think this is just an outlet for them to just go as crazy as possible. Um, naturally, let's just describe them right off the bat. Right, we're kind of going with that more chaotic math core, right? Spazzy, mm -hmm. like uh, almost Danza ish at, at times, right? Uh, with the zany, the kind guitar of, parts, kind of yeah, a, a bit, sometimes that direction for sure. Yeah. Um. So I, I got to say right off the bat, the vocals, uh, well, so I, I made my first comment, uh, with the, the cyber grind, it, it's only one or two individuals. It sounds like that. And I, in this situation, I mean that as a compliment because I picked up on that. It sounded like they were having fun in a way. And then, you know, you can hear the program drums, drums and everything. So you kind of right off the bat, like my ear with us doing this for, uh, how long we've been doing it. It's like, okay, I'm already kind of giving them a break 
I guess, you know, in the sounds and what they're doing, because they're just they're two. They're one or two people having fun in a studio or a bedroom making brutal shit. Right. So um, the vocals are great. Uh, a lot of interesting, like ranges through the just absurd scathiness and abs- like metal yeah, he sounds like some there. fucking crazed ape <sighs> just shrieking yeah, and growling yes. and even hooting and it's, even doing a little singing on the same track as like, said hooting <laughs> it, this this band is like a fucking like it's it literally kept bringing me back to like i would describe this as like a chaotic mathcore band slash like a tim and eric circus nightmare like they really kind of um they it's you're you're they're really having fun with the 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 nasty skatey vocals and then the digitally programmed kind of side of this you know um right off the bat you know you see uh you hear it i mean uh the intro where it's this gentleman kind of like almost roasting them in a way like mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck's going on here and mm, then they bring, whatever the fuck that is what the fuck <laughs> that is and then the thing is what I, I, that alone i was like okay okay all right kind of and then at the end they bring that fucking dude back and he Mm. roasts them more and i'm like okay all right i get it all right i liked his contribution to the album actually i kind of was pretty fucking tight man mix it up Um, a little bit you know yeah uh so the there is a specific techno track uh that follows this uh roast where the vocals really um I don't know what else I, I've said it already, but he has some fun with it, man. He fucking is just, yeah. No yeah. Vocal. Deathbed I mean, gift. No lyrics, absolutely. That's right? just all electronics and just straight up mouth noises, mouth noises. <laughs> what, naturally in, in extreme music, right? I mean, the, the vocals, the vocals are more of a, an added instrument to compared to other styles of music where you're, you're hearing and audibly listening to like the the lyrics like oh she said i love you like that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. where in extreme music it's a little different you know um but man uh, th- uh this uh and by the way so this album you sent me on youtube we st- nobody can really hear this full album yet right is that no what's going no the on? full album isn't well you can actually go to metal injection and listen to it by the time this podcast podcast is published the album will be uh, will have been released though wonderful wonderful okay um so with that said, I really don't have anything else to say, man. Uh, this was a great kind of just kind of digi grind thing going on. Um, I don't have a favorite track. Everything was fucking just absurd. It was really hard for me to pick a favorite because it was just, yeah. yeah, it is that that far out there for sure. Very enjoyable, though. I, I, this is like this was this I, once again. Oh, man, I, 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 I'm trying to I'm trying to compliment and not insult everybody else. But um. This, as far as it being, you know, two gentlemen in their room or whatever, just doing their thing, uh, I didn't feel like it was phoned in. I didn't feel it was cheesy. I didn't think they were copying. I really felt that this was still very uh, interesting, new, and brutal, all in all, (laughs) I guess. Like, I I enjoyed it a lot. I did, too. I I thought this was a – I thought it was obviously a good opportunity for them to just kind of, again, go wild, have some fun on the record not take it too seriously i think mortbound was maybe more an exercise in like definitive structure uh, versus this album where many of the vocal parts feel totally improvised and when given the room so do the guitars like the songs are definitely structured but they they allow more room for occasional extra noises and shrieks and 
you know, more more improvisational elements. Also, yep. an amazing promo photo on their band camp. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, really, really was digging that vibe. <laughs> yeah, if the production if the production wasn't so good, I would actually be mad about the many improvisational aspects of this record. They can certainly act as a double edged sword in my mind. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. For me, for me, it kind of cheapens the whole experience by just trying to be as absurd as possible sometimes. Um, but then again, this record does seem an outlet just to do just that. So, uh, And I also thought that track 9, 999, seemed like it was one of their songs played backwards, perhaps with just some like small remixing, which I didn't care for. I thought that's, that was a waste so of runtime. That's what I picked up on, too. And it actually took me out of it. That was the one thing that took me out of it. I was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, is, I mean, is, it ba- wait, is it backwards? Like that kind of thing. Like I, it just took me out of it. And for that to take me out of it, is a lot to say because the rest of the album is still very spastic and all over the place. Right. You know, right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. hashtag random. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, and even like the, that's my review I mean, on the album. From what I saw on a, on the YouTube uh, link that we had, you know, to listen to the full album on the YouTubes, like, uh, on the, uh, but that, that picture, I'm not sure if that's going to be the picture on the album, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's my spacey, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I did not care for the cover either, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah. I was like, really? But that, I guess that kind of is their, it's sort of like Dada in that way. Uh, I, they're, they're I really guess. They're trying to be I as absurd so. as possible, yeah. it seems. So yeah. it, it's fitting yeah. in that way. Actually, I did have some tracks that I, I enjoyed. I liked track two, which is like the lead single, the actual, where the music truly begins on the album. I liked uh, Too Much, track three, which is just some really interesting guitar effects at play. Track five, Yakuza Bob, which that is where I was getting the Danza vibes for, uh, from for sure. Like huge Danza-like groove followed by those nauseating and disorienting guitar lines. But I think uh, track two, When Will the Kingdom of God Come, is, is the one we should give him. I agree. I'm down with that, dude. I mean, honestly, as long as it's not the first or the, not the intro and the ender, we're good. So we're going to go ahead and play for you When Will the Kingdom of God Come, which is track one from... Focus Rights new full length album, Ew, Music. And that came out on October 31st. Here we go. Alright, so that was When Will the Kingdom of God Come, which is track one from Focus Rite's new full-length album, Ew, Music. And that came that's coming out on October 31st. So next we're gonna talk about Forget. Sorry, I'm burping one second. 
I was like, yo, there's only one way he's del- delaying right now. He's burping. <laughs> All right. So next we're going to talk about Forget. Forget is a post-hardcore mathcore trio from Manchester, UK, featuring members of Requiem of Torment, Forget Our Names, Worm Hero, and Lurin, the former three of which we've previously discussed on this podcast. And they just dropped their debut single, Love is a Fashion, on October 23rd. And uh, Forget play what I would describe as melodic post-hardcore with a lot of mathcore influence. First of all, I just want to say, they have come such a long way from Requiem of Torment. Like, from project to project, they only get better. Like, the musicians involved in this project. So, I did not know that before this, and now I will completely agree with you. They have come a long way. Notable maturation. I mean, there's still... There's always improvements to be made with younger musicians, of course, but uh, they've really dialed it in on this project jesse seaton is the guitarist also of breaking of torment and forget our names and worm hero and uh, they write all the music and then cameron wilson of lorraine is on vocals who is a great musician in his own right has a really great solo ep uh, that you should go check out as well it's very like daughters-esque i'll have to link that to you i got really close to um potentially covering it or i thought we should cover it rather yeah, there's really not a whole lot to talk about here, though, because it's just the one single. But It's just a single, yeah, yeah. A notable improvement from their, their previous works, for sure. I do think Man. that maybe the singing can be a little rough. Like, I think maybe it's just that the main melodic line didn't really work for me. However, really? it, it does make sense when you get to the song's titular breakdown. When you hear the word, the, you know, the title of the song employed in that, um, in the breakdown... And then kind of hearing like the recapitulation of that melody, it actually did work a lot more. Um, there's something about just with my ears and everything. Uh, the uh, First of all, I mean, we we only had the, the single, so I guess I was able to focus in, on this a little bit more. Uh, but man, the, the singy to talk, the, the singy talky vocals uh, balanced almost like layered with the screams the whole track really did grab me in the right way um i like the tone um it took me in this weird kind of like sworn in uh just i i like the offset singy but it's like um you're, you you got a good voice but you're not like you're not that whole like you, you didn't do the vocal training you know that kind of thing uh something about the tone though uh, it really grabbed me this the the track was amazing it really kind of it's almost like um your classic like hardcore singy vocals you know it can't be too great but it can't be you know robert says sworn out or get the fuck out levi <laughs> yeah you remember <laughs> oh, sworn sorry. out right how like, sworn out is 10 times better than than sworn in <laughs> Uh, this is where we all will probably, uh, disagree. I fuck with sworn in, but only the early sworn in, like that first EP, uh, that is start, start. Yeah. Start end. that's the fucking shit right there. Robert gets it. Okay. So yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That EP rips. Everything else is that's out the door. Right. Cause different. they kind of yes. got a little more they, they, cheesy. They went, they, they went to that emo gimmicky side after that. Like they're like, Oh, we're like, we're like from the nineties, but we were born in the nineties. Like that kind of thing. Like, I don't know what you're doing there, but uh, yeah, I really, I enjoy start end anyways. So uh, going back to this though, uh, this, this, this single though, um, it, it grabbed me the right way. Stoke for more fucking bring it on, man. 
You're right with the um I guess I can kinda hear the the sworn in thing. I was I was gonna say under oath. Hear a bit of under oath and what they're doing. Again, just given like the kind of like melodicism and the um then like the the shift to like the harder kind of like not explicitly math core, but I mean I, this particular stuff is, I guess. I wouldn't anyway, compare him let's to give under him the song because yeah. I'm I'm not making yeah. sense anymore. I was gonna say I wouldn't compare him to Moroth, but yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 right. give him the song. So um, we're gonna go ahead and play for you, "Love Is a Fashion," which is Forget's new single that just dropped on October twenty third. Here we go. So that was Love is a Fashion, which is Forget's debut single. It just came out on October 23rd. So next we're going to talk about Tangents. Tangents are a hardcore quartet from Orida, Ontario, and they just dropped their new three-song EP, Sit Still, on September 24th. And this is short but sweet. Some really great and catchy hardcore on this EP injected with some like southern rock riffs and singing that could pretty much only recall the likes of every time i die Mm-hmm. just tons of buckleyisms from the vocalist as well well you just took all my notes <laughs> <laughs> you should just say them anyway as soon as you come into as soon as you kind of enter into this like 
post hardcore area with every time I die, it's like, you know, it is what it is. You call it out. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's awesome. But it just, uh, my description and my, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's all I got for you. <laughs> I, I will say this is a big departure from their earlier stuff. Did you go back and listen to their, no, you said that you didn't do any back. No, I, that, time, I, but... I will admit. So I told Christian before we started recording, uh, uh, that um yeah th- uh, usually I try to go back in the in the in the back catalogs and everything but this episode specifically I just listened to the first like whatever they're releasing so I failed yeah so their first EP their debut 2019 release was like instrumental post hardcore like th- without any of the southern rock elements at all it was like a completely different sounding band almost more like instrumental Fall of Troy or something but like less techy. Mm. So they've like made a big shift here from being like an instrumental post-hardcore to ostensibly a hardcore band with, you know, with Southern rock. And they just, um, yeah, you know, I, I, it can be a bit derivative. I think it is the sort of the drawback since we just jumped so quickly to the, the Buckley and the every time I die comparison. Yeah. It, it does feel sometimes like the vocalist is maybe just doing his Keith impression. Uh, and the rest of the band is just kind of like totally dialing in the rest of the sound just to accommodate that approach. I mean, as much as I love, I love bands that sound like my favorite bands, but it's like, at what point do we decide to draw the line between this is very much inspired by to this is uh, very much derivative, you know, where where do we draw that line? I love it because it's like, if you do vocals and it's like, you just sound like Keith, Keith Buckley, it's like, you're already like, you sound like Keith Buckley, But how can you, know? you like, not... That this, their sound is so seminal. This is a reoccurring discussion. The inescapable influence for Northeast bands of Every Time I Die and New England bands of Converge, completely fucking inescapable. You, you come from those two regions, and it's, like, bound to have infiltrated your, your sound somehow, one way or the other. It is in your DNA, yeah. almost. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to knock it for being sounding so much like it because again, the the it's well performed and it's very well written. Even though track three is like kind of half a song, you know, forty four seconds. I don't understand why they couldn't give us another another two minute long <laughs> song there. Yeah, yeah. The first track on the CP, "Another Sun," like is memorable to the point where I find myself humming the song. You know, just to say something very positive about it. They uh, they did write themselves a little banger here. Like it's very very catchy. The, the lyrics are memorable and quite discernible. So that's a that's a very positive takeaway from the vocal approach for sure. Anything you want to add, Levi? <laughs> Homie, that's De- all over I there. fucking got. Yeah, I mean, aside from the Every Time I Die influence, uh, the bled was coming through a lot for me here. I think that that's another kind of almost inescapable influence too that's just as seminal, arguably. Mm-hmm. But no, honestly, um, yeah, just all, all in all, this is one of the bands that's just like it's solid, um, well-rounded, great. But um, at some point, it is what it is, you know. And I'm just like, all right, yep, fucking post-hardcore, let's do it. <laughs> all right, so we'll go ahead and give them a song then. So we're gonna play for you another son, which is track one from Tangents' new EP, "Sit Still," and that came out on September 24th. Here we go. <laughs> Nothing I never write. There goes another one. 
So that was Another Sun, which is track one from Tangent's new EP, Sit Still, and that came out back in September. So the next band we're going to talk about is Neil. So Neil are a math metal solo project, is a math metal solo project of uh, Pedro Mao of Porto Alegre District in Portugal, and uh, they just released their second full-length album, Ailment, on October 16th. Neil plays math metal with tons of groove, and as of late, a lot more like classic thrash influence. I would say Th- this album is that just more death metal-y uh, thrash uh, style for sure. It's almost like he went from. It's almost like rather they they went from borrowing heavily from like the later works of Mushuga to heavily borrowing from the earlier works of Mashuga. <laughs> uh totally agree. Um the vocals as well just very behemothy in a way. Um uh, this this uh I it is very um it's bringing back some old school vibes, Christian. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um like but yeah, 1992 old school vibes. Very very 90s. Very 90s death metal here. Um, I would even describe this as mathy, really, right? I mean, this is probably not so much on this release. The older release was a lot more math metal, for exactly. sure. Exactly, and I, I so I and I did lie. Um, this would be the one uh uh band that I did go to the back catalog because I was a little bit confused of why we're covering, and I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. Right, right. Um, but man, it's still. I mean, if we were speaking just um a technical album or just an uh, a just a regular just heavy death metal album this is great man uh especially if we're speaking this is just one individual here like holy shit uh what a brain to manifest uh a piece of uh art like this you know yeah and this is uh, this comes after a seven year silence it's worth noting <laughs> so sign me up that is the shit dude yeah the, the first album was released in 2013 and then re-released uh, and you know remixed and remastered last year um, but that, yeah, yeah that, that 2013 release had a lot more of the technical metal like bite to it. This release is more of a um, a deviation where it's more like 
I don't know, like Power Trip meets fucking Meshuggah and Lamb of God or something. Like the the groove mm-hmm. metal influence mm-hmm. is definitely there. Like, yeah, that start stoppy groove mm-hmm. kind of. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna say right now, uh, I believe uh, the track that really grabbed me the most would be the Reptorial. Reptorial? Yeah. Raptorial. Raptorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be the one that uh, got me the most. Uh, just for that kind of more like solid as fuck galloping like death metal going on there. Um, that was a good track for sure. Yeah. I liked track two. Uh, that's where the record truly starts picking up for me. Cause the first track is more of like, I understand why you then probably went listened to like the older stuff after that first track is it's kind of misleading <laughs> in a way, you know, it's Th- like, that's, that is exactly where I definitely hit pause. Yeah, went qu- back and double checked <laughs> that I'm listening to the right Neil. Cause everybody out there, Christian and I listened to all these bands and sometimes he's like, well, I mean, every time most of the time like it's not like you send me all the links to all the bands it's like you're like here are the bands and i'm like all right and it's it's like all right i'm like all right tangents and i type tangents in Bandcamp. it's like fuck there's five tangents and then i go tangents spotify i'm like oh my god there's even more tangents there's dj chance there's a tangent podcast i'm like oh my god and like at some point and here's the thing guys it's almost like uh i don't want to admit that i can't find the right band because we run a podcast together i will probably wait the last day or two before <laughs> i so it's like it's the ones that i this don't morning he texts me yo what's the link I, for forget for, for forget <laughs> dude i fucking dude i waited the that last one's totally day forgivable to, though that's forgivable it's just, uh, but but the thing is like it's not like a yeah the thing is it's not like a oh what's torrential downpour downpours thing it's just like dude type it in you'll fucking find it but man some of these bands especially these days you the don't find the weather kind of thing where you're like yo we're we're covering the band rights you're like oh my fucking god oh my god okay uh all right let's see if this works like that kind of thing so anyways <laughs> yeah we, we very quickly find out which bands are search engine optimized dude and that's the thing, like, none of them are well, here's the thing. So earlier we were like, oh, like torrential downpour. What is that? Weather forecast? I'm like, dude, yo, you got, you guys won in 2018, <coughs> 19, 20. You got the name torrential downpour. You're able to put that on there. You win. You got that name. I type in torrential downpour metal. I'm going to get you. you They've know, been around since 2009, actually. So yeah. There we go. Even better. So anyways, I just, I, really I, mentioned I, that actually. But but the thing is, it's like the last thing you want to fuck. I mean, the last thing you want to do is like choose your band name due to markability, right? I mean, like you want to choose it because it feels right. So no, I, don't know, I man. totally There's agree a... with that notion. But on the other <sighs> hand, do you yeah. want people to find your music or not? Exactly. Just yeah. Just once uh, again, forget. Just 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 remember what that forget. Yeah, you have laid out a very challenging path for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love, love love it all so um, anyway so back to Neil though yep so what I was saying a moment ago is that I felt like Qualm was a bit of a weak opener it's almost misleading how thrash oriented the riffs are when compared to the rest of the album it's like um, but on the other hand I mean, it definitely lowered my expectations so I probably enjoyed the rest of the album more as a result you know because mm-hmm. the, the first track is just so straightforward but track two awry is where we really start seeing more of like the pulsing math metal grooves and punchy rhythms. I liked track four DYS, which is more of a sludge track and kind of an uncharacteristic choice for me to like so much, but the tracks like main dissonant plotting groove is very catchy and the vocals are so nasty. And again, I could say a lot of the same things about Raptorial. I think that was kind of the appeal of that track as well, but the formula is more interesting in that track and more varied, more progression and more odd time. So yeah, I think that was a good track too. 
I like track nine, Impertinent, uh, excuse me, Impertinent, uh, which out of nowhere has this absolutely disgusting breakdown that I shit you not could have been taken directly off an Acacia Strain record. <laughs> Good call. Out of um, nowhere, just huge I described, Yeah, I was going to say, I described that one as fucking heavy as shit. It was awesome. Yeah. Fucking definitely grabbed me in the right way, for sure. That is not the podcast song, but if you get a little bit deeper into this track, or this album, either, there's, some, there's some fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just go ahead and give him a rye. I think that's I think that's the podcast song. Yep. Um, once again, if you're gonna just listen to the track we're suggesting, also do that raptorial. That's, yeah, I would say raptorial. Also... I mean, from DYS and raptorial are both very much of the same kind of offering. Absolutely. Like dissonant plotting sludge. Um, and if you can make it that far, track nine also bangs too. <laughs> just 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 skip track one. Do yourself a favor and get right to the action on a rye. So, or just just understand the rest of the album ain't gonna be like that, you know. <laughs> just it takes a turn. Yeah, exactly. Lower maybe lower your expectations uh, for the first track, though. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and play for you "Awry," which is track two from Neil's new album, which is called "Ailment," and that came out on October sixteenth. Here we go.
All right, so that was Arai, which is track two from Neil's new album, which is called Ailment. And that came out on... When the fuck did that come out? October 16th. When the fuck did that come out? <laughs> so the last band we're going to talk about is Incinethrak. <laughs> is that how you say it? Yes, indeed. And uh, Incinethrak are a U.S.-based... That's a, I think it's a Lord of the Rings reference. It could only be a Lord of the Rings reference. Um, and that's a uh, U.S.-based technical death metal band featuring an incredible all-star lineup of musicians uh, with too many current and former projects to name. So I'll just try to name like the most notable. Colin Marston of Behold the Octopus, Dysrhythmia, and Krylos on guitar and bass. Weasel Walter of The Flying Lutenbachers, also of Behold the Octopus, and Burmese, formerly on drums. Mick Barr of Kralos, Orthrelm, and The Flying Lutenbachers on guitar. And uh, Paolo Henry Paguntalan, a live vocalist for Artificial Brain and vocalist of Buckshot Facelift. So quite a, quite a death metal pedigree here. Dude, and they just released their so new album. ridiculous and brutal and Dude, technical pedigree. Such like, a crazy, like... Can we just back a... up for a second? Weasel Walter is fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I was just he was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that kind of, like, yeah. Like, oh, man. It, that is... Wow. Yeah. I did not know everybody was involved, dude. I honestly just listened to this band, and I had no... Because earlier... No when, inkling of the pedigree at all, huh? But here's the best thing. I... I we mentioned this band when we first started the the recording and uh you mentioned Colin I'm like oh shit you like you mean Colin and then I didn't ask you and at this point you're like Colin and it's just like oh my god oh my god oh my god you just fucking the the pedigree you just fucking listed there um what a fucking roster I, dude I, I know I can't believe this I didn't know that Weasel Walter played in Burmese before this either I did not know that uh as well um also the live vocalist of Artificial Brain? Is that what you said? He was a touring vocalist for Artificial Brain, yes. Very briefly. Interesting. Okay. okay. I think cool. I think that the, the vocalist for Artificial Brain is also currently in Buckshot Facelift, so I, I think what maybe he might... Name. What they, a fucking name. What a name. Yeah, totally. They could very well still both be together in that band, for all I know. Okay. Anywho, um, so they just dropped their new album, Thraach, Thraach, Thra Thra Well, I'm, not, I'm probably mis- undoubtedly mispronouncing that. <laughs> if you could, if anyone can come in here and tell me how to say that, I will give you ten dollars. <laughs> and uh, which came out on October second, and they play uh, and Cena Thrak play avant garde technical death metal with improvisational, actually very heavy improvisational and free jazz elements, which is kind of unsurprising uh, considering Walter's involvement. Like, he's a known and expert musical improviser. Yeah, just insane, completely off-the-wall and spastic trash can percussion in human vocals that are just, like, gurgling, belching, toilet bowl gutturals, you know, razor-sharp, head-spinning guitars with pinch harmonics and pick-tapping acrobatics. It's just, like, next-level riff style, man. So as a student of composition and as someone who has like done many improvisational exercises, you know, jam sessions and a casual participant of improvisational music, I, I can't say that I'm really for it, but I think we're seeing a major rise in the level of bands with improvised elements like uh, in, it, in metal and grind. I mean, it's pretty interesting to hear this like spastic start stoppy. I mean, I wouldn't even describe this as like slam, I guess. 
It's more like... There's no proper slams, no. No, no, there's no slam. Yeah, it's just guttural kind of vocals. And yeah, um, once again, I just, I'm I'm, inter- I, I'm more interested in the pedigree that you uh, listed for the band, you know, the roster. Um, it, it It's, uh, I guess it's more of a, kind of like a fun kind of band form i guess like i mean it's I, an improvisational band like this is an improvisational death metal band to say, to some degree at least i know that for certain like there's there are parts that are undoubtedly i mean just made up on the spot like they, they mm-hmm. may have like what are like called cells in other words what they move from part to, from cell to cell to cell where different types of actions are presumably happening but yeah there, there's definitely something very non-linear about their, their composition. <laughs> Suffice it to say, like mm-hmm. it's not a straight line. Like it's non-repeating and extremely challenging. There's absolutely no fucking hooks or catches, even in like the, the sense of that it's death metal, you know? Yeah. I mean, it would make sense that data bots did a fucking, uh, a remix of this shit, you know? Cause it sounds like, it sounds like what you'd expect in an AI to, to procedurally generate some death metal. If you were to ask it to do that. Just like a crazy blender of death metal riffs that just fucking swirl all around you, man. Like it's fucking Oh, it swirls. It definitely swirls around you. That's a really good description. It's honestly like a bit overwhelming. I, I can see this drawing a lot of criticism from death metal elitists for sure, just due to the improvisational stuff. Yeah, I got nothing else to say, man. Okay. Pretty uh pretty yep. Yep. I mean, even like to pick the tracks and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got, this is I another got. situation like how do you pick a favorite track from this fucking album? <laughs> so that's I guess oh man, yeah, There's like I, nothing I, I, that I, separates the songs. It's just like Yeah, you really have a uh, uh led the led the led the horse here with this one. Um but I, I have nothing else. I have nothing to say, man. I it's just um I I enjoyed this as far as like listening to something brutal, you know, and just it was a great sound in my ears, but um, nothing stuck out to me. Um, I was a little kind of like, oh, 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 all right, all right, okay, like you know. Um, so I guess the improvisational side uh, makes sense to me that mm. that's what they did. I guess. So. I think that's maybe why you're you. I'm, I'm guessing why you might potentially have a harder time connecting with this release for sure, and why most people would perhaps. But even, I mean, like even it, fans of death metal. But I mean, like it's. I mean, it's great. It's brutal. You know, oh, no, of it's, it's, it's extreme, you know, but at some point, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, I guess, since we're listening and reviewing the music, it was uh, something else to like sit and actually try to listen to and throughout. I, I think, guess I think yeah. that if you go forward into this album thinking defeated sanity, you'll probably take a lot more out of it because it's very, very similar to that. That is my only other note. Is that uh, it's it's basically defeated uh, sanity and yeah, especially it's really really similar that that Dharma album that we spoke of uh, a few episodes ago that the split one that where it's, had some uh, improvisational elements on it didn't didn't it or yes well yeah, it sounded right. I I believe so yes um, but yeah defeated sanity I mean I I understand like I, I picked up on everything like I I I get it um, just it was a lot. <laughs> you know uh and i guess uh i guess i took just didn't grab me the right way but yeah um but what, what track should we do man i mean what would what, what we i mean you fucking close your eyes and put your finger on one basically yeah and you want to throw a dart at your computer screen you want to see what we get there we'll just give him track one for sure but ah okay i mean there's why would we bother going <laughs> what am i gonna again there's i can't even say the names of the tracks i think this is another problem that we kind of encountered with pound too 
Yes. They didn't, yes. They didn't name yes. their fucking song. So it's like, how am I supposed to even describe to you the song that I have an emotional connection with if I can't even name the song? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of issues with marketability here, <laughs> but it's like, what a, what a silly thing to be even talking about, like marketability for a fucking technical death metal band with toilet bowl vocals. Like, exactly. I was just going to say, like, what are we really doing here at this point? Like if we're, yeah, yeah. this is a great conversation though. Cause I, I just feel like this is such an exercise and the most extreme spectrum of death metal you could possibly get. And the mm-hmm. improvisational elements just—I think that that really is such a divisive feature that it, um, you just get a, a varying degree of reactions. And then naturally, right? They they make some material, the disband, and then you give it like a, like a two or three year like like just resting period, and then everybody fucking wants their shit. Like you know, it's the whole thing. Like the celebrity isn't great until they fucking die. You know, it's just uh. I think something like this would be more appreciated uh, later on when it genius. doesn't exist anymore. And right. you're like, fuck, oh man, this fuck is so great. We're fucking like an, like even like today, bands that are getting consumers. And then like, <laughs> like most bands today that are getting love that existed 15 years back, they're like, we, that cool, but sure would have been nice to have you guys like us back then. That's, that would have been great too. Like that kind of thing. Like, cause nobody liked us back then. No, everybody likes us now. That's cool. I guess like that kind of thing. Yes. Um, Fame yeah. is but a fruit tree. Oof, man. Yep. Yeah. It, it's funny. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, sometimes genius is no, isn't appreciated until it's, it's no longer around, you know? Yeah. It is what it is, man. Truly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and give him a track here. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Throw the dart <laughs> at the screen. Do it. Go, go, go. Throw the dart at the screen. We're just going to play track one. Ah, Which okay. is called Kethkian Kiaxen Rhaethral Tintin. Nailed it. Totally nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, dude. That is from their new album called The Encenacrath Album. Encenathrak. Oh, I man, can't even Chris, say the fucking the name of the band. This is how. This is what a sad display. I'm not even gonna try anymore, though. Here We're we nailing it. We're <laughs> nailing it completely. Mathcast. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Good fucking lord. Just <sighs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, that is quite a fucking listen. Weasel Walter's performance on that is incredible, too, by the way. I don't think they could have picked a better, more spastic, crazy fucking drummer. Show me a show me um the live video like that where it's like you know sectioned off screens like Dude, <laughs> every so I watched like, a live what? video what? and people are fucking booing this band like booing loud like they're like really pissed off which is like Whatever, incredibly dude. disrespectful Whatever. but well also also if you see them live you'd be different like th that's not we're we're almost getting to this weird like a uh, I mean seeing. I don't know. This last year, you get to like just judge everybody now on just like what you're seeing on a stream, which is not good. You know, now you're getting to like yell at your bands. Like nobody's gotten to do that before. That's not good. You don't get to just yell at their performances like that, like online and just be the fucking like hidden little name. It's not good. That's not good. That's How are we supposed to good, bring them dude. retribution for being a shithead? Well, it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, to, to uh, for anybody to like, uh, to to put out um, content like that, you know, to show uh, this is what we're doing. They've got multi cameras, you know, and all that editing and stuff. And then just to boo something like that is very interesting to me. You know, it's like not just a, uh, a pulled live set or anything. Just, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of shitty for sure. Like, especially when it's being filmed professionally. Yeah, yeah, that that's a pretty that's a pretty shit thing. To pretty do. petty, uh, pretty petty. It's like it's like giving like a one star review on something. It's just like you know what? Just like you're already taking that effort. Just like I don't know what you're doing, man. Like just fucking go die. You know, I think it's kind of interesting how much like the noise scene is kind of starting to permeate the metal scene. I mean, I was just thinking about Car Made of Glass when I was listening to this. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to see that starting to to be actually happening in in metal beyond like naked city you know man i got on a really big uh fucking uh uh early 90s uh noise thing today with a uh, cream abdul babar um they like they've been around since like early 95 and they've that still <laughs> yeah cream abdul babar uh they uh, did a split with tinka tulu uh, but uh, really awesome kind of screamo-ish stuff later on but early in like the late 90s they did kind of just what you're describing with some horns as well uh, but yeah uh, oh I really, interesting uh, yeah definitely good yeah uh, in Spotify that sounds like Mel Banana kind of yeah uh, well uh, yeah without um, not the same vocals but uh, definitely anybody out there that's intrigued by like that that the description cream abdul bar so is like, it kareem or is it the word cream is it like milk? cream okay cream that's what abdul i thought abdul babar so it's a yes. play on words trying to sound like it is cream oh abdul it is it's a lot of play on words there it's actually a little <laughs> like, like oh my. Anyhow. yeah yeah <laughs> all right so uh yeah so that um, was uh that yeah. was keth kn kaxen rayathraat titten which is uh, track one from <laughs> Encina Thrax. New album, Thraak, Thraeit, Thraeit, Thraak. And that came out on... <laughs> Gosh dang it, that came out on October 2nd. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> Christian, I gotta tell you right now, you're amazing with words. Just every word, ever, forever. Doesn't matter, English language, anything. You, right you there, not it. so much, but yeah. I mean, it's not... No, 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 come on, man. No, you crushed it. That was great. Thanks, bud. I really do appreciate yeah, that. I gave it, yeah. I gave it my best shot, or at least the first yep. time. I guess the, the 
subsequent times wasn't wasn't trying so hard but Th- that band name literally every time I, I wrote it in my notebook once and I was like wait I looked back at my phone I was like E N C E oh H at the end oh okay 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 like just like just like holy fucking yeah, Quaid, shit so Quaid is the one who turned me on to this band last year and it literally took him shout out Quaid saying it literally took saying the band name five fucking times before I finally got it and like remembered who they were Oof, man, that's heavy. Yep. Uh, let's see here. So uh, before we wrap this up, I just want to thank all of our Patreon supporters and everybody listening in the chat. Uh, so thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Anthony, Robert, Matt, Mike, Senza, Kent, Jesse, Austin, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, 30 Seconds Go, Andrew, Jordan, Chris, Nathan, Jeremiah, Sonny, John Bum, Spencer, Ezekiel, Taylor, Jim, Brandon, Joshua, Holly, Ethan, Dimitri, Caleb, Eric, Jesse, Iconi, Rory, Chris, Nabila, Adolfo, Andy, Bebop, Gage, Brian, Austin, Graham, Ethan, Tucker, Dan, Christian, Matthew, and Danny. We love you so much. Really appreciate your support. Awesome. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 54th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next week with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.